sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton. Now, MP, plenty of good sports. The Stanley Cup Finals Game 2 coming up there tomorrow and Saturday. But the US Open, Round 2, underway. The toughest major championship of the year, bar none. And it's been a week unlike any other in the world of golf, MP. I mean, all the live golf golfers coming back out to compete this week mm. against the best of the best. So much form coming into this one. Roy McIlroy, JT, and hey, we saw some fireworks. Day one here at the US Open, um, we had Adam Hadwin up top of the leaderboard from Canada at four under par. He's going backwards out there today on the golf course. MJ Duffy at six under par is your leader. But then you've got some superstar firepower. Matty Fitzpatrick, the young English lad. Callum Tarrant at three under par. Ling Merth at three. And, of course, Rory McIlroy at three under par. You look at the odds there, plus 380. Everyone is big on Roy McIlroy to go on with the job and get that first major win since back in 2014. It's been a long while coming. Dubs, I think Rory made a good point. He said, if you're playing on this course and you can get a, you know, you can shoot a 67, you're in a good spot. However, I did get a little bit of enjoyment watching McIlroy struggle a bit in the rough there. He had that one chip on that just went, what, two feet away from him? That's the stuff that people like to see. I like to be comparing myself to Rory McIlroy over there, but uh, clearly with the best odds to win the U.S. Open after winning the Canadian Open last week. Is that your best bet? Look, I, I think he's going to be a problem. The only thing for Roy McIlroy is that he's now the spokesman for the PGA Tour going against yeah. Liv. Um, he, he's now back to third in the world ranking. So whenever Roy McIlroy starts putting a lot of pressure on himself, things go a little pear-shaped. We don't want him to have to deal with all that extra noise. I like the fact that he won last Sunday, but again, have two peak weeks here on the PGA Tour against the best of the best. I think it's going to be... An almighty ask. I, I love what I'm seeing, though. I, I mean, I think he found something at the Masters there with that backdoor uh, runner-up finish. He's carried it on the last few months here, and here he is again. Notably for me, the short game looks fantastic. The putting looks great. And Roy McIlroy, I mean, and Pete, when I've seen him out there, you know, practicing and whatnot, you see all these guys on the practice fairway. You walk past Roy and, like, he's built different. Um, you know, not, not the biggest guy out there, but he's moved. It's just so athletic. It's just so much raw talent uh, I, i'd say probably one of the most talented golfers in the world right now so when he's got confidence on his side again he is going to be a very dangerous man to beat and look what stood out for me yesterday that shot that you touched on where you know he struggled to get out of the bunker he starts hacking at the bunker you know a couple of years ago mcelroy goes on to make a triple bogey takes himself out of the golf tournament but right now he's got that grind back that killer mindset so i think he's absolutely going to be a problem in this one. If you're looking for a bit of value here, a young guy who keeps showing up on these leaderboards, Matty Fitzpatrick, he actually won the US Amateur here uh, back in 2013. You can get him at 9-1. to one. Now, this guy's a seven-time winner internationally, but yet to win here in the States. So obviously, there's a bit of extra anxiety, but it's a golf course that he's won on before, so I think he's got a very good chance for this one. And look, Dustin Johnson, I, I wasn't big on the live golfers coming into this one. He was, he was very, uh, you know, sturdy out there yesterday. And this is a sign 
of Dustin Johnson. When he wants to play golf, he is one of the best in the world. But when he's unmotivated, you know, t t toss the bag in, if you will. We know he got that big payday of $125 million. But I think if he can put up, you know, another sort of steady one under, two under par today, get to four under par, he's going to be a problem. And uh, we welcome in our radio listeners, Channel 159, Sirius XM. This is the morning after Megan Payton and Dubs Anderson recapping US Open round one, round two, already out there on the golf course. MJ Duffy from South Africa up top at five under par, but it is an absolutely stacked leaderboard. And this is what we like to see at a major championship. This is what we love to see, Dubs. And D uh, Dustin Johnson, 20 to one right now to win. Phil Mickelson, not on this list. We look at the live guys right now. Um, how do you feel like the fans' response was to them? We didn't know if we were going to get some booing, if we were going to get some cheering. It didn't seem too negative from the fan side when Mickelson arrived, uh, but but take me through how you thought they reacted. No, I, I think the press has obviously given these guys a hard time, but the, the, the fans over there in Boston, like we saw with game six in the NBA last night, very respectful. You know, they're, they're going to give yeah. Mickelson a ribbing. They're, they're, they're talking about the player props in the NBA out there in the golf course <laughs> yesterday. I mean, he was terrible. Eight over par. He's, his tournament's going to be done after today, you would imagine. But no, I think for the most part, they've been welcoming. They want to see the best of the best. This is, a, you know, a storied old golf course, if you will, the country club. We've had four majors here before. So I think the fans want to see a good golf tournament. And right now we're seeing a couple of journeymen up on this leaderboard, but don't get it twisted. These guys are going to fall by the wayside. The big names are going to come charging to the top of this leaderboard. I still look at guys like Morikawa. You know, he's playing with a different shot shape this week. We know he's got the pedigree there at the majors. The putter stands up for him. You can get him at 20 to 1. I think Sam Burns at 2 under par. Victor Hovland, they're not going backwards. So look, Two rounds, second round out there on the golf course, 36 holes left to play. I do see a big name being a factor for this one. A big name's going to lift the championship come Sunday. So we're getting a little chalky, MP. Let's go. It's only going to get better from here, Dubs. I'm excited. I got the uh, channel on right now, ready for it to start. Um, I, I, what are you most excited for in round two? Uh, look, I'm interested to see if a couple of these guys can make a charge up the leaderboard. Cameron Smith, the Aussie mullet, oi, 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 if you will. He Ooh. has to find something. Two over par yesterday, not good enough. The best hands in the business, one of the best putters out there. He's got to go low today, get himself back into the golf event. The cut's going to be a three over par. But keep it locked here on the morning after. We're just getting started. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs, Anderson, Megan Payton taking you through the next hour here. Now, MP, it's been a great Friday morning, but I think we're lacking a bit of trouble. And this, this next guest, he always brings the trouble here on the morning after Alex Fasano. Happy Friday morning to you, sir. <laughs> Happy Friday, guys. Before we get into it, let me just say the legendary Dubs Anderson and the always fabulous Megan Payton stepping up this week, taking control the last couple of days. Shout out to you guys. What a great show it's been this week. That's what I'm here for, right? You know? Hey, I, I, as I touched on, you're always 
bring in the trouble. You're always plotting something. And this is what scares me about wanting to come to the East Coast because I know for Zano, you're always pulling tricks. The trickster, what have you got for us? Oh, you know, I'm always pulling tricks. I got something up my sleeve. No sleeve today, though. I got the short sleeves on. Uh, but today we have a very fun episode of Benny and the Bets. We got a Father's Day theme. Ben and I went around the city uh, trying to figure out what everyone's plans are for this Sunday afternoon. Maybe a little barbecue, maybe a jump in the pool, maybe nothing and just leaving dad alone. So why don't You're we right. all just take a nice deep breath? Sit back, relax, and let's enjoy this week's episode of Benny and the Bets. Father's Day is this weekend. Your dad's probably falling asleep on the couch watching this right now. So today we hit the streets of New York City to talk about family, tradition, and of course, sports. You got any plans for Father's Day this weekend? I haven't made any yet. Is you that bad? To. Sir, what are your plans for Father's Day this week? Okay. Nope. All right. <laughs> Sir, what are your plans for Father's Day this week? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I don't want him to get me anything. I got everything I need. Uh, hanging out with my father. Does he like sports? Um, no. We're going to have a big barbecue. My dad loves barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Father's Day? On Sunday. Oh, sorry, Greg. <laughs> sorry, Greg. We're going to Reds game. Reds game? We're going to cook out. I wish there was football on unless I would watch football. <laughs> I'd be watching football with my dad all day. <laughs> no plans, to be honest. I'm actually not in the same city as my father, so I'm just going to give him a nice call, yes. send him a gift card. Going to Puerto Rico. Hang out with my kids, I guess. Dinner? Yeah. And just getting my dad like something to, like a small gift. Um, Father's Day for me is to give my father the best gift I can ever give. Probably like a Yankee jersey or a Yankee hat, because I know he's a, he, my dad is a Yankee fan and so am I. I have playing golf, obviously. Going home to Arkansas. Oh man, to sit on my couch and do nothing. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah, you're right. What are you gonna do on Father's Day? Get drunk. Okay. I'm gonna do everything Father's Day. Everything? Everything I can. You guys gonna watch any sports? Probably, Not, but the Rangers aren't on anymore, so you know, we're very sad. Still in mourning with the Rangers loss. We're a, uh, we're a hockey family. My dad was an Islanders fan. Oh my God, how does that happen? How do you become a Rangers fan with your dad an Isles fan? The genetics, you get smarter as the years go by. Do you watch any sports with your kids often? Uh, no, I play with them. What do you play? We have a basketball hoop outside, so we play basketball. Does he like sports? Yes. Who's his favorite sports team? Uh, Chicago Bears. I think he watches cricket. Um, football? Patriots fan? Uh, <laughs> maybe basketball he loves baseball who's his favorite team Yankees he's a Yankees guy. like come on everyone loves the Yankees what about Mets fans yeah. no Mets no go uh yeah what do you do? I'm gonna hang out with my kids that's beautiful you guys gonna watch any sports sure yeah I'm gonna get drunk, drunk. are you absolutely <laughs> and you we will yeah. together absolutely the three of us uh, why not? I want to wish your dad a happy Father's Day right now. He's going to see this, I'm sure. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Happy Father's Day. Hi, Dad. I don't think he's a sports guy, so he oh. might not see this. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Father. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> happy Father's Day. <laughs> no, I didn't deserve it. Okay, sorry, Dad. <laughs> he didn't deserve it, guys. I mean, I don't oh, know. Savage. I don't know. I guess, I guess that father didn't deserve it. <laughs> hey, oh. shots have been fired, Alex. That that was fantastic. Uh, the best was, I think, 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to send him a gift card. Dad's going to get a gift card or dad's getting drunk. That's what I think most fathers want on this day is like, you know, moms on mother's day, they want to be like pampered. Give me a spa day. Give me this, give me that. The dads are like, leave me alone. That's what I want. I want to put my game on and sit back, drink a beer, enjoy the day. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds I think heavenly. You know, it's you know too well, MP, but we got to get out to the East coast. I mean, us West coast warriors, it's nice out here, but for Zana, you and Benny are the best. You guys are always having a blast. I'm a little jealous. You know, we always have a great time on the streets in New York City filming Benny and the Bets. But before we get into some producer picks and the rest of the segment, guys, I got to ask you, we'll start with you, Dubs. What is on tap for your Father's Day? Are we going to have a couple drinks on the course with a Mr. Stevens, I hear? Mate, I, I think MP uh, broke down the male race pretty simply there. Uh, pl play golf in the morning, smash beers, then smash some winning tickets in the afternoon there. So that sounds like a lovely Sunday for me. My old boy is back in Australia. Obviously, I'll touch in with him. And he's absolute tragic for the golf. So he's probably going to be on the while we're talking about the US <laughs> Open live scoring updates. Maybe I'll return his calls. It is Father's Day after all. There you go. That's what we like to see. And Megan, of course, is this going to be a day where maybe Mr. Payton just sits with the Lombardi trophy unbothered? You know, I think he's he's enjoying retirement. I, I sent him some East Coast bagels because us, us West Coast, he's over kind of everywhere, but we love some New York style bagels. That's going to be my Father's Day gift to him. I'm going to get to see him uh, later on next week. So give him a little ring. He's been out in the golf course playing i'd say 36 every day at least no so maybe way. he's gonna be maybe he's a pro after this i don't know <laughs> love wow. it 30 day, 36 holes day, i mean boys. yeah that, it, dubs you said it that is a day i mean what what a father say that i mean i'm not a father yet guys i don't plan to be anytime soon i'm just a godfather so maybe i might go hit the course myself see what i can do on this Father's Day. But let's all just take a step back from Father's Day and get into what people really love about this segment, and that's the producer picks. Coming at you, our guy Jack Weinberger. He'll give you the first pick. He's going with the Diamondbacks. Money line at plus 108. Madison Bumgarner on the mound. They're taking on the Minnesota Twins. Twins are the favorite on money line at minus 126. But Jack, let me tell you guys, this guy pulls out some of the weirdest plays, the weirdest bets I've seen. Usually it's a Pirates money line, but he's going with the Diamondbacks today. Dubsy, what do you think? He's got a winner? Yeah, I do. I, I like Bumgarner over Schmelzer, and I love that plus money, baby, on a Friday. <laughs> Always good to have plus money, you know. It's a it's a long, a large baseball slate, but Jack's honing in on this specific game, a 9.41 p.m. Eastern start. That's a 6.41 p.m. Eastern for you West Coastians over there. So let's hope Jack gets a winner. We're going to go to my pick, and Dubsy, you know this because you've seen this segment before. Megan, a lot of times with my picks, I hedge my happiness. I did it all throughout the playoffs with the Rangers. Sorry to all those Benny fans who are upset about the Rangers, but hey, I am not. So today I'm hedging with the Lightning money line at plus 132. They lost to the Avalanche in game one. Game two will be tomorrow night. I'm rooting for the Avalanche. That's why I'm betting on the Lightning money line. If they win, I win. If they lose, I still win. Megan, what do you think about this pick? Alex, that's a great, great approach. I've never thought to do that, but that's a win-win for you either way. Now, I'm rooting for the Lightning, and I'm also betting on them. So, of course, I love your pick in plus money right now. Head coach John Cooper saying, we're good to go. We're coming back. We're going to win. This might be my favorite pick of the producers. Sorry to, sorry to Jack and sorry to Jesse. 
It's all good. I know they understand. And you know why? It's because our last pick, Jesse Metzger, our graphics guy. He's the best one out of all of us, guys. Let me just tell you, Megan dubs this guy brings out winners. And he's going with the Rays money line at minus 154. They're bouncing back against getting swept by the Yankees. So here's a little advice, guys. Tail Jesse Metzger. Hi. I said, Jesse's girl, minus 154. We're going to be about that, son, on a Friday. You know I love that plus money. But I think Jesse, he's, he's got his head screwed on. Mr. Fazana, it is never short of a good time. Thank you so much for joining us here on the morning after. And everything you do on the back end, we appreciate you, brother. Keep locked here. To your mate. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs, Anderson, and Megan Payton taking you through the next 30 minutes or so. MP, it has been a very fun week filling in for Benny Stevens. And what a good week we've chosen to stop by here in the studio. <laughs> I mean, the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, the US Open, the MLB doesn't stop it. I think for me, the highlight, it was last night, Game 6, the Golden State Warriors, NBA champions once again. Four from six, four wins out of the last Eight seasons. I mean, that is tremendous stuff. Steph Curry getting your finals MVP, and he looked every bit of it last night, MP. He looked insane, and all the rumors, all the noise, he says, we listen to that. We hear it. By the way, we all knew that all these guys listened to it. Once we saw the last dance, you know all these players are admitting to listening to the media. He says, uh-uh. I am still cooking. I am Chef Curry here, and it is not over. Uh, really, really impressive by Steph Curry. I think um, it just goes to show what the Warriors can do, how they can come back from injuries, how great of a team they still are. It's kind of like I think of it as almost the Patriots, Tom Brady, where you think like, oh, are they done? Like it's been it's been enough time. This dynasty's over. Guess what? It's never over. Tom Brady's still in it. Steph Curry's still in it. And this is what we love to see. Crazy how the NBA season is just wrapping up, of course, now. We're going to have the draft next Thursday night. Then we're going to be without basketball for a bit time. They don't have a huge offseason. However, that's the worst part about this Friday morning is knowing that we're going to have to wait a sec to see some of those great series again. Yeah, Chef Curry cooking with the shop boy. He looked fantastic. MP, it'll be a quick offseason. The NBA will come around really quick again. But, I mean, for the Golden State Warriors, you look towards next season, they're absolutely going to be running it back. I mean, it's still a pretty young team. You're throwing the guys like Paul, Gary Payton. I mean, Andrew Wiggins was fantastic last night, 18-6-5. You look at Steph Curry's numbers, 34-7-7. So now they have this blend of experience. They've got these young guys, you know, who, who are learning from the best in the game. Iguodala, Draymond Green. I mean, Clay's only getting better. He's going to be even better for the run after this season. So I think they're absolutely going to be a factor for the next, you know, three or four seasons. And I mean, we're already talking about a dynasty. I mean, Steve Kerr, pat on the back to you, sir. Nine rings, five as a player, four as a coach. I mean, obviously, 
you know, he's going to get the credit he deserves, but really special performance from Steve Kerr and some of the adjustments he's made here in the postseason. For the Boston Celtics, I think their fans can take a lot out of this. I mean, Tatum was up against it. This guy's a bona fide superstar. You can build around him going forward. They've got some other great players there. Smart, Brown, I think Williams, when he's at full strength. So I think the Celtics are going to be a problem for next, you know, three or four years to come as well. They are. They're a young team and they're still developing. Now you look at the Warriors though, and it's kind of the best of both worlds because they have the guys like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, but they're training and developing. These younger guys are learning from Clay Thompson. They're learning from Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, like you said, Jordan Poole, Gary Payton. These players are going to get better and better. So you look at the Warriors bench. That's what we said earlier here on the show. And that's, what's going to set you apart. That's what a champion team is, is knowing, Hey, we can take Steph out. Steph Steph can have an off game like he did in game five, and we can still come up on top. The Celtics need to get deeper. We need to see some more depth. We need it to not just fall on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It seems to me the kind of theme of this series was the Celtics, none of them having a, you know, what do you want to call it? Like a clutch game, a dominant game. Yeah, Tatum Tatum was okay from time to time. And yeah, Jalen Brown put up a really good amount of points last night, but just nothing that makes you go, Wow, that resembles a Steph Curry game. That resembles even Andrew Wiggins in game five. We haven't yet seen that from the Boston Celtics, at least to the point that we need. So I think we're going to deal with them for a bit, but I also think they're going to need to to add some more weapons this offseason. Yeah, for Jason Tatum, six from 18 for 13 points. I mean, that's not good enough. But I mean, imagine what Kevin... Durant is thinking, sitting at home last night, yeah. you know, after the terrible season the Nets had, watching back saying, okay, maybe they didn't actually need me uh, to, to get another ring there. So, uh, you know, tremendous stuff. And, and MP, who better to look at the futures for next season to break it down? I know he's probably still licking his wounds after last night. John Shames, <laughs> thank you for joining us this morning here. The morning after, we appreciate everything you do, brother. And again, apologies about game six mate there's always next season there is always next season dubs i have a feeling the celtics will be back at some point it's like the Bengals yeah. this year right everyone believes right. in their ability to get back and make it through that afc at some point celtics are a young team i think they have a very bright future ahead of them so i will not cry on air today i did all of that <laughs> last night i got it out of my system before i got to the studio today but yes dubs i mean when one futures market closes, another one opens, right? And that's what we're seeing today with this NBA futures market opening up for the 2023 season. So an early time to get some good bets in here and maybe find some value, get the edge, if you who, will. Who do we like? Oh, there's a, a few teams to like. So when you look at the board, it's no surprise to see the Golden State Warriors booked there at plus 460. The strong favorite compared to the rest of the field here. The Celtics plus 650, second best odds and best in the Eastern Conference, but still a full $2 behind the Warriors there. I do wonder if this series had gone to seven, if that price discrepancy might look a little bit different. But alas, that is the case right now. And then you see the Nets there, plus 700. I mean, what are we doing, guys? The Nets again? Didn't we not learn anything from in this season when the Nets were booked as the favorite for the entire season and they got swept in the first round to the Boston Celtics, who, by the way, if you look at this, if you look at these odds again, we can roll it in 50 cent difference between the Celtics and the Nets here. So not a lot of discrepancy there. And I definitely am raising some eyebrows. I think that's just probably because you know that you're going to get Nets backers in the public anyway, but the, the, the real pick that I like, Dubs, and the, the place I find that value right now is in the Los Angeles Clippers at plus 850. 
this is a team that if they were if when they're healthy they look so dominant on both ends of the court and they're one of the most talented from a, a star perspective and from a depth perspective as well, they do have the bench to contend with anyone. So I think actually in the Western Conference race, they would be the team that would match up best in a series against the Warriors. I think at plus 850, I could certainly see them getting to the Western Conference Finals and making it a really tough series if they match up with Golden State. That is a number that certainly catches my eye right now. And James, I do think that we need a little bit more respect for the Boston Celtics, just a little bit ahead of the Nets. Come on, are we serious? Now you got to go in person to see game three where the Boston Celtics came up on top. Thank goodness you were at a game where the Celtics were playing great. What was the atmosphere like? Because we got to see it on TV, but being in person there, what was it like? Yeah, it was incredible. I'm very thankful now, looking back on it, that I did go to the only game in the series at home that was a win. Of course, they, they were able to steal that, that first game of the series in Golden State. But going back for, for Game 3 in Boston, what an incredible environment that was. To be a part of it, I, I know uh, we've rolled my, my video here when I'm yelling bye-bye to Draymond Green a number of times in a very loud voice. Ben loves that video. Maybe I'll have to show it to you guys during the break. But yes. it was such an incredible environment. And a little bit disappointed, honestly, Megan, last night that the crowd was not more of a factor on the game, you know, and I think they did bring the energy, but the Celtics just did not show up and you can cheer as loud as you want. But if you're missing every shot you take and turning the ball over, you're not going to come out on top. I can't believe you guys aren't big on the nets. I mean, I've got two words for you. Ben Simmons, <laughs> arguably the best teammate oh. of the year. James, <laughs> yeah. I joke, yeah. I joke. What, what about the number here? offered up by the Miami Heat. I mean, they had a great postseason. Jimmy Buckets at 15 to 1. I, I think that's pretty healthy. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good number, I think. Just some good value because you know that they have a good chance of making it to at least the Eastern Conference Finals once again, where they have been the two of the past three seasons. And I don't know, Dubs, 15 to 1, good value, like you said. I'm not sure the Heat, I think the reason they're priced in the triple digits there is because they haven't really shown the ability to get over that hump, right? And especially when it comes to an NBA championship, you have to not only make it out of the Eastern Conference, but also beat your Western Conference matchup. And we saw the last time Miami was in the finals, losing to the LA Lakers in six games there. Of course, different Lakers team now, but still some good teams in that Western Conference that I would be scared about if I was Miami. Just not one of the more talented teams right now. What I do think could be some value there, Dubs, is if Miami makes a trade this offseason, there, there is some chatter about maybe Bradley Beal being a target for the Miami Heat. We know Pat Riley is a guy who loves to take big swings on stars, make some big moves. And then, you know, we'll see if guys like Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry can come back and recapture some of their early career form. But 15 to 1, good value for the Heat. I think it's a fair price right now. But with the potential for Miami to improve their roster, if you're a believer in that, I think this is a good time to jump in. James, real quickly, Mavs plus 1,900. 19 to 1 seems a little bit of a stretch for Dallas. Not saying that they should be up here on the top three or four, but uh, would you think any juice on that one? Um, that's a good, that's a good uh, question. Did, I'm sorry, did you say Memphis there, Megan? I, I misheard no, you for a the second. the Dallas Mavericks have 19 Oh, the to Dallas one. Mavericks, I mean, yeah, 19 to 1. Oh, absolutely. That's actually a really good look, I think, because you think about it too, the Dallas Mavericks acquired Christian Wood earlier this week, the talented forward center big man guy from, yeah. from the Houston Rockets there. So 
I'm actually certainly a believer in the Mavericks just adding another offensive threat alongside Luka Doncic. That gives them all the potential in the world to succeed in the Western Conference after making it to the Western Conference Finals this season. I love that spot for Dallas. I actually think they're getting a little bit disrespected there, what? MP. They should have some more. Yeah, they should, they should be shorter on that board, I think. I mean, you have arguably a top three player in the NBA and one of the budding young stars who gets better every year. I mean, what are we doing out here? I'm a believer in Dallas this season, guys. Me too. Shamesy, quick, quick one, one. Steph Curry, where's he sitting now? Top 10 all time? Yes or no? Nah? Oh, yeah, easily. Top 10 all time, best point guard of all time. But guess what, Dubs? He was already there before last night. That's my take <laughs> as I end on this Friday. Ooh. There you go. John Shames, no one breaks it down like my boy. And probably the best stubble in the business. We like this, Shamesy. Happy Friday, my man. Keep it locked here the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after Dubs, Anderson, and Megan paid. Now, MP, plenty going on here in the NFL. September 9th is officially the first game to get the season underway, but we got off-season contract talks, trade rumors, mini camps underway. But what about Tyree Kill now with the Miami Dolphins? Mm -hmm. And he's a bigger fan of Tua's arm than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I don't get this one. Yeah, Dubs, isn't there enough drama in the NFL already? I mean, we've got real issues here in the NFL. We're going to, oh, Tyreek Hill, come on. He says, accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. Just for some context, this is on a podcast um, that Tyreek Hill was doing. They're asking about Tua. They're asking about Mahomes. And, and this is something, this is a quote that he said. Now, I do want to mention that right after this, they did say, you know, no shots fired, whatever. Of course, Patrick Mahomes was asked about this in a press conference. And by the way, this is why the Chiefs loves quarterback Patrick Mahomes, because he is the most PR friendly guy. He gets up on that podium and he's like, we love Tyreek Hill. He's a great player, a great guy. And I'm surprised by his comments, but I think that he had great intention. I mean, if someone was saying that about me, I'm pretty sure I'd have a different reaction. And there's no comparison between Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Are you kidding me? And I don't know if Tyreek Hill may be a little bit bitter now in Miami. Now, Tyreek Hill, are, are we're going to give credit to him. He's, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the league. But to go on a podcast to throw shots at one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now about your tier two, tier three quarterback in Tua, it's a little bit nuts to me. But, no, he's, he's definitely off, by the way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler. He had over 4,000 passing yards in 2021. He's been Offensive Player of the Year. He's been NFL MVP. Tua? Uh, I mean, the end. He's had what? In 2021, uh, 2021 he had 2,653 yards, a 67.8 completion percentage. Is Tua going to get there? I mean, maybe one day, but we're not seeing that right now. Tyreek Hill throwing some shade where shade really, really shouldn't be thrown. Yeah, I, I think we should note that it's uh, it's his podcast and he's just launched it and he's looking for new followers. So I think yeah. the rest of it makes sense. And Pete, what, what is the outlook for the Dolphins? I mean, they're coming off a surprisingly pretty decent season and uh, new offensive coaching staff. 
expected much more out of her? I mean, the, the cheetah is one of the best attacking weapons in the business. Yeah, I definitely agree. He's going to be a fantastic addition to the Dolphins' offense. The big question with the Dolphins, uh, ironically, is Tua. That's my big uh, hesita hesitation on them. You know, their defense has actually looked pretty solid. And, you know, they have had some offseason drama, new coaching, you know, just a little bit of, you know, real drama, we'll call it. But uh, the real, real problem with Miami is can Tua be the guy? Their team win total right now is set at eight and a half. To me, Vegas kind of got right on here. The sports books got it, but I, I'd actually probably go under right now because I don't think Tua right now, we've seen enough from him to know that he's the long-term answer. Now you add Tyreek Hill to that roster. It's going to be a little bit better. I don't think they make the playoffs this year dubs I think it's going to be you know just a little bit a little bit close but you look at an AFC conference that's so competitive I don't think that uh the Dolphins are going to win their division so then you start looking at those wild card spots Dolphins don't stand a chance when you're looking at other teams that are going to want a wild card spot like the Raiders the Broncos the Chiefs the uh Chargers all of that AFC West they're going to be fighting for that wild card spot Dolphins miss it in my opinion uh but Maybe Tyree Kill proves us all wrong and shows us that Tua is now a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Is and to that point, MP, is Mahomes going to miss Tyreek the thrill? What's the outlook yeah. for the Chiefs here? Uh, he might miss him a bit. At the same time, though, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. We talk about these quarterback wide receiver duos a lot. You talked about it with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. This is going to be another example of you know, who was the better one? Even you see this even with coaches and quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. I don't think there's much of a question for Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill, not to discredit him, he's an amazing wide receiver, but teams were all over him. Um, I, you know, and I think that was a little bit of his complaint there in Kansas City saying he didn't get the ball to him enough. But uh, what are you supposed to do when teams are double teaming you? I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to miss him too much here, but I think the main question I have is what's going to happen with this AFC East. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Chiefs in the AFC West. However, the Dolphins have a little bit of an easier road than I'd say the AFC West. They're going to be struggling going up against the Buffalo Bills, who right now are not only the favorites to win the AFC East, but they are my favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think uh, Dolphins are going to have a real, real problem trying to claim this division. Yeah, I, I think Josh Allen's going to be an absolute superstar this season for the Patriots. I mean, MP, are they, are they uh, all but done? Big Mac oh, Jones, my, what the they bills, got? The bills, are, well, the bills are far from done. Josh Allen, they got kind of screwed last year with the overtime yeah. rules. We've talked about it. Rules change now. Now during overtime, both teams get an offensive possession. If that would have happened last year, we probably would have seen the Bills in the Super Bowl. They've got a team win total at 11 and a half. That is really high. However, the Buffalo Bills are going to do it. I don't think their schedule, I mean, their schedule is difficult, but not when you look at the Chiefs, not when you look at the Broncos or the Chargers, the Raiders. Yes, absolutely, they're making the playoffs. Um, Dubs, you ask about the Patriots. Patriots, another interesting team in the AFC East, a team that dominated for so many years. Mac Jones is really, really uh, someone I look at to have a good second year. 
I know there's a lot of a lot of love on him, and I'm kind of buying into it right now. And I think it's because I'm buying into the Patriots organization, the proof of what they've done, the dynasty that they've created for for many many years. I know they don't have Brady anymore. I know they don't have a lot of you know the guys that were there back in those days. But Bill Belichick, your head coach, one of the best to do it in the NFL. He is there, and he is going to help Mac Jones get to where he needs to be. I like the Patriots winning. I don't think that they're going to claim the East. I think they might, if they're lucky, uh, claim a wild card spot. But the Chiefs are someone that I'm looking at here in the AFC West. Right now, they have a their favorites to obviously make the playoffs, but again, going up a very, very competitive division. Yeah, I mean, uh, does it free up Kelsey MP or does it make him easier to uh, target for the defense there? Now Tyreek Hill's no longer going to be part of that offense. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it should affect Kelsey too much. However, um, you know they're gonna teams are gonna have to scheme a little bit different according to Tyreek Hill not being there. I think Kelsey, we're gonna see a really great performance from him, like we always do. I think the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we don't talk enough about them, but I do think that. They've done some moves during this offseason that are going to, you know, improve them there. The offensive line on the offensive side of the things, I think the Chiefs are always going to be, right now at least, with Patrick Mahomes still out there, they're going to be contenders. Uh, right now, they have a 10-and-a-half team win total. It's up there. Can they do it? A topic that Ben and I have talked about a lot as we've gone through this AFC West is the way that these teams are going to beat up on each other, Dub. So you talk about four really, really good teams here in the NFL. Well, they play each other twice a year. So you can't have everyone winning 10 games. Just mathematically, it doesn't work out that way. So then the question becomes, if they're going to beat up on each other, Dubs, are they going to be able to claim these wildcard spots that they need to in order to make it to the postseason where some of the other AFC divisions are going to have a little bit of an easier stretch out there? I still like the Chiefs to make the playoffs, but I'm actually going to take the Chargers as my AFC West favorites, plus 240 right now for them to claim the division. Justin Herbert, here we go. He's going to have a fantastic year, and we've got to have some Chargers fans representing in L.A. It's a very, very small small uh, portion of them out here on the West Coast. Yeah, the AFC could be stacked. I mean, even the Broncos there, Danger Russ. Let's see what he comes up with. But I love the Chargers. Uh, I, I thought they were really impressive last year, and they could be the sleeper. Maybe I uh, I have a little dabble with coming up for this season. I, I know a guy you're very big on, MP, Josh Allen uh, for, for the MVP Futures. This is a market I really like to to get involved with. Uh, Rogers, you know, back-to-back -back there. Is there any other value here still on the board apart from Allen? I mean, I, I love Josh Shelley. He's got the best wheels in the business. Uh, he does it both ways. But some of these other names here, I mean, Mahomes at 8-1, we touched on. Tom Brady at 8-1, please. Get him off the board. He is done. Same oh, as Rogers. No. I, like, I like Herbert at 10-1. That stands out to me. Dubs, we love the new guys. We want to root for the new guys. We just did that with the Celtics. But what happened? What happened in that game? We saw Steph experience. Curry say, I am not yeah. done. And experience is everything. We cannot uh, count out Aaron Rodgers. We cannot count out Tom Brady. In fact, as much as I think Allen might win this award, you also think about, well, is this going to be Brady's last year playing? If so, even more reason if he has a dominant season like he always does to give it to him or to give it to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But 
If we're going to just look at some of the other players for fun here, Justin Herbert, I told you I like the Chargers out here, and I think Herbert has improved so much even just last year. If you look at his first like six to seven games versus how he ended this season, really, really impressive. Um, uh, Dak Prescott is kind of my like what he's on here still. I know the Cowboys, we always <laughs> got to put them on. Um, I like the value here at Herbert at uh, 10 to one, but you really, you can't count out Brady. You can't count out uh, Aaron Rodgers. Those, those are always going to be up there on the top list while they're still in the league. Yeah. I don't want uh, a slice of Maddie Stafford there at 14 to one. Now Super Bowl champion, run it back, son. I mean, for Tom Brady, he he's looking at Aaron Donald's uh, you know, preseason workouts and he must be having <laughs> nightmares. Imagine if, if one of these guys gets their hands on Brady, they're gonna send him the retirement home a little early, MP for yeah. me. He's not getting back up if he cups a couple of hits. And look, father time, it catches up with everyone. And for me, this season, it's coming after Tom Brady. You might be right, Dubs. I think this could be his last season. However, he is now the oldest quarterback, oldest player, I'm sorry, in the NFL as a whole. And he's having fun nowadays. You saw him uh, tweet out. He's, he's big on Twitter and he's big on TikTok right now, actually. But he threw a little love to Aaron Donald saying, maybe I shouldn't have retired or maybe I shouldn't have come out of retirement. Um, Tom Brady, just, just one of those players, the Steph Curry of the NFL going down in history for years and years to come, uh, you know, and I think you look at some of the newer guys and, you know, who's modeling that style of play. I don't know if anyone's modeling Brady exactly, but there's a new era right now. There's Justin Herbert. There is Joey Burrow. You've got new guys coming out, Mac Jones. And now, of course, this draft class is going to be interesting. Are we going to get to see any of the quarterbacks drafted in this year's class get to start? It wasn't as strong of a quarterback class, Dubs, as it has been in years past. But Kenny Pickett, Steelers over here, he is headed to Pittsburgh, and he is going to be in a quarterback battle with Mitch Trubisky. He might get some starting time. Maybe Desmond Ritter, another quarterback that I would look at to potentially start in 2022. However, the others are probably going to have to wait out. Matt Corral, Sam Howell, don't think that they are going to be taking the field in 2022. Yeah, and look, they say the quarterback makes the wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams. Is that going to slow down his production, MP? Or he's still going to be a problem? I uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is always going to be a problem. I think that's more of a testament to see how Derek Carr does with his star wide receiver, Devontae Adams. This is a make or break year, in my opinion, sort of for Derek Carr. Yeah, let's go to the Raiders. I mean, they have got the weapons. My man, Darren Waller. Oh, love seeing yeah. him in action. You know he's going to be one of the first players I select in Dubsy's old fantasy lineup for a Sunday afternoon. Keep it locked here the morning after. We're about to close out our number two, and we are having some fun. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton. MP, it has been an absolute blast this week filling in for Benny Stevens. We had a great show there this morning. We're getting the weekend started right. But before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. 
MP, what do you have for us this morning? Dubs, my buy, buy, buy today is the Tampa Bay Lightning game two money line plus 128. Lightning is going to come back stronger than ever. Vaskalevsky saying, I got this. I am ready to go. John Cooper, he's been there before. They are looking for their third NHL title three years in a row. I really think this is going to come up on top. The Lightning now are used to that altitude change out there in Colorado. The defense is going to come ready to play. I like Tampa up on top in game two of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to ride with you, MP. I, I think they're going to make an absolute series out of this one. The first team going for a three-peat since the Islanders back in the 80s there. And look, if they sent it to overtime in the first game and they weren't even good, you know they're going to run it back there tomorrow. Saturday, game two for the Stanley Cup Plus. We absolutely live for this. MP, I've had nothing but a good time breaking it down with you this week. We send our shout-outs to Benny Stevens. We thank the quarterback for letting the substitutes come in and take over class. Yes. I hope you've had a good time. Dubs, it has been nothing but amazing. And yes, shout out to Ben, who has let us take over for a couple days and just enjoy it. It's been great uh, and a lot of fun stuff going on. A really, really fun week to join with NHL, NBA, US Open. I couldn't think of a more better time to dive into sports. Love it. MP, have yourself a weekend to the viewers and listeners. Make sure you go and get them tickets in. You know we're dishing dimes here on a Friday yes. morning. we got plenty of great sports coming up over the weekend. Game two tomorrow, so you want to keep it locked here on the Sports Grid Network. You are exactly where you need to be. Keep a smile on your doll and make sure you have a good time with whatever you're doing. Dubsy MP signing out. Have yourself a Friday.